Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A Gospel reading from the 13th chapter of Matthew. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown to the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with the three measures of flour until, it was, until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his glory, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into the baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age." The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all of this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. The gospel of the Lord. When rabbis taught, they sat down. I do it not as a rabbi, but to protect the people in the front row. (laughs) Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Creator, and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today's Gospel reading presents a series of parables about life under the reign of God. Oh, I forgot the clicker. How do I? Well, there's probably blanks left. There we go. Life under the reign of God, which emphasizes two things. The reign of God is a place of refuge, and the reign of God is a place of transformation and change. To place these in context and to help unpack this idea of the kingdom of God as a refuge. 
We think of Chicken Little. Anybody remember that story from way back? Yeah. It helps me remember that Chicken Little was not exactly a calm presence. She was a character who had an acorn fall on her head and then decided that the sky was falling and it was her job to run around and tell everybody and then to run and tell the king. And every time she met a neighbor, she would say, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. We all know people like this, right? They get a little excited. And the story builds upon anxiety and fear. The story is one of fear-mongering. And they've even designed a little name for it called Chicken Little Syndrome, which causes us to end up with a lot of fear and anxiety, leading to some catastrophic thinking. In our current world, it's very easy to fall into Chicken Little Syndrome. Watch the evening news. Scroll through the internet. We have the war in Ukraine, the record heat, the mass shootings that are occurring in record numbers. These things stir up anxiety and convince the world that the sky is falling and doom is upon us. The effects of the chicken little syndrome become evident around this anxiety and depression because they continue to climb is being declared a number one health issue in the state of Minnesota. Anxiety and fear. Underlying the busyness of this world is a sense of gloom and doom that increasingly produces frenetic behavior. The resulting division and confusion leads us to remember Matthew 9 when it said that Jesus saw the crowds. He had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And so we are taken today from Matthew 9 describing chaos to Matthew 13 where Jesus begins today to describe the new life under the reign of God. The parables lead us to see that the world is being remade and that God is at work even when it doesn't appear to be so. Now, I'm going to let the gardeners decide if Deacon Nina's plant or my plant is the right one. Uh, the internet said this was a mustard tree, so did yours probably said that too? Of course. So the gardeners here can tell us which of us is right, but don't make me cry. The mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds on earth. The only one smaller is an orchid seed. But those who Jesus is teaching know that this seed turns into a very large tree, 20 to 30 feet high, with branches and leaves that spread out and a root system that spreads out to protect birds and other living beings in a harsh desert climate. Now, I lived in Phoenix, Arizona for seven years. It is not Minnesota in the summertime. 
The desert sun is intense, and the heat can be unbearable. In fact, this year, Phoenix had over 20 days above 110 degrees, and the temperatures never went below 90 on those days. That is hot. Without shade and protection, those temperatures are life-threatening. So, in the desert, you will find and take shade wherever it is, because just a little shade brings relief. Jesus is speaking to people in the desert who understand this. And he proclaims that the reign of God produces a safe place providing refuge and shade for anyone who comes. The tree gets the job done, bringing relief to all manner of life. The church has an opportunity today to be that mustard tree in our culture, to proclaim the good news of the reign of God and to be that place where all are welcomed into refuge and safety. The church is called to be a safe place and a proclaimer that in God, no matter what, all things are well. Now, as with the mustard seed, and here I don't know even less when it comes to leaven, a small amount of yeast produces dramatic transformational change. May not be evident at first, but the change is nevertheless coming. God's reign is at work even when it does not appear to be so. Now, I have watched people make bread, and you can't see it rising. You cover it up, you put it away, and voila, it suddenly has risen after a couple of hours. So we can't always see that it's happening. It is up to the church today to bear witness to that work and to embody the transformation that comes through this. Theologian John Carroll writes, The reign of God is pressing into the world, laying claim to it, transforming it, though it takes bold and imaginative vision to see it. Jesus, the disciples, and the church today carry out this mission in a world that contains a whole lot of bad. Yet even though God's reigning presence will not swiftly cancel and eliminate all of the brutality around us, People of faith can trust the future. Now hear that again. I have a fun word that I learned, phrase I learned one time, proleptic eschatology. Isn't that just fun to say? (laughs) Proleptic eschatology. We are people of hope. We're not afraid of the future because we know that God has our back. People of faith can trust the future to be the holy justice of God. In the custom and hospitality of the desert, you will find an oasis. An oasis is a garden that provides a safe place. Just as the mustard tree provides a place of safety and shelter, the oasis is the place where enemies lay down their weapons 
and live together in peace. The oasis becomes a peace, a place of transformation and safety. The church, and that is you and I, folks, is called to be that oasis in today's world. The church, the living body of Christ, is called to welcome and serve those who feel lost and alienated and rejected. I have my own St. Teresa quote. St. Teresa says, Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Many in the world perceive the church, us, this place, to be a place of judgment, a place where people are looked down upon. But that's not what God calls the church to be. The church is called to be transformed people who provide a place of safety. This transformation happens in prayer as the word of God works in and through us to be what and who we are called to be. This prayer that we will sing can lead us to pray that we ourselves can be a sanctuary, a safe place for all of those around us. We pray. All right, please sing along. permission to share this story from about my niece. My niece Mia was at one time a football player in high school who identified as male. In the process of reviewing his, his life, he's come to the conclusion that he's more comfortable and fulfilled as a woman. Mia grew up in a fundamentalist church that was not safe for her. Once she began her transition 
members of her church and members of her family disowned her and were not able to embrace her as a female. So she was cut off and left to fend for herself. At the time, I became one member of the family who would talk to her and was faced with questions that I really didn't have answers to. And one day she called me and said she was leaving the Christian church. And I understood this because of the way she had been treated. She wanted to join a group that worshipped the Greek god Mars. I said, Mia, can we talk? And we had lengthy conversation. I suggested that she try a different faith community and offered to her a community which I knew would welcome her as a transgendered person. She went and found acceptance and love in the hands and feet of those church members. They became her mustard tree. She's now active in her parish, serves as crucifer for the liturgy, has been confirmed and is even considering becoming a deacon. She was welcomed and found refuge in that congregation. That congregation became her mustard tree. The story continues with my own personal leavening process. Over the years, I have tended to be a black and white thinker with solid opinions. I don't call it being stubborn, I call it being self-defined. Mia's experience became for me a time of struggle and questioning and stretching. I faced great challenge, which led me into prayer. When Mia told me that she was trans, I was led to go before God and pray, God, I don't know what to do with this. Show me, God. Show me love. Through the leavening process of prayer, God granted a transformation that has allowed me to accept Mia for who she is. We still have our differences, but I'm learning to embrace some of those, and some are just generational. I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm still in the process of change, but today's gospel lesson helps me see and understand and trust in God's power to bring about the change in me that will allow me to be a sanctuary for Mia and for others who feel left out. Jesus calls us in new ways. The sky is not falling, friends. It is not falling. The reign of God brings to us a new day. Each of us is invited into prayer that transforms and changes and changes us to be a place of safety for others. Whoops, there we go. Well, what am I doing? There we go. The resurrection of Christ leads us to live in the safety and love of God. You see, when Mary went to that tomb on Easter Sunday morning, 
She was filled with fear. She was confused. Her sky was falling. She doesn't know what's coming next. But in the garden, Jesus seeks Mary out, calls her by name, and helps her to see the world in different ways. They walked and they talked, and he assured her of his ongoing presence in this world. As each of us faces new challenges of faith and life, God teaches us to see things in new ways. As each of us walks and talks with Jesus, he assures us of his love and reminds us that even if we think the sky is falling, it's not. He has set us free from sin, death, and the power of Satan, and all is okay. God has got our back. We are invited to live boldly and freely as we join in proclaiming that in Christ all are safe. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Christ our Lord.